The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Event Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at. As apparently the anointed spokesman for Must Haven Farm and Ranch getting messages this morning. Text messages and messenger messages because I'm on the computer. I got up about two drinking coffee. And I've always got the music going while I'm looking at stuff, figuring about stuff we're going to talk about and cover over the course of our show. And I heard something, I turned the music down, and pretty good rumble of thunder. So I go outside and look, and we got a little bit of rain at 3.30, but it went mostly north of us. But I get people, so did Paul get any of this? I said, well, I don't usually talk to Paul till 5. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't call Paul between 2 and 3.40. <laughs> hey, just a quick weather update, Farmer. What do you got going out there? <laughs> yeah. Just a skiff of rain we had, but that's it. So. Well, uh, last night, uh, Musselshire County EMS put a flash flood watch out until midnight last night. Well, I saw that one. Now, I saw that one. That one went through about uh, 6.30 to 7.30, 8 o'clock in it was just north from the divide set north okay and it was it was hammering up and it was raining it, you could almost hear it and i'm five six miles away you could almost hear it raining up there well and they had the flash flood watch for everything north of roundup from about maybe haver all the way to the north dakota border so big storm expected a lot mm, it could be further east there could be a goat floating down the river or yeah. something up there you know well, in this this time of year, I mean, and I was explaining to somebody yesterday about, yeah, there's there's hail insurance and crop insurance and yada yada yada, but the farmers don't want that. The farmers want their crops. That's right. <laughs> Always want the crop. Yeah. And the mess. I'm still fighting the mess from last year's hail. Don't oh, you? Because uh, I got hailed last year on the sixth of July, and. Uh, and the crop was mature because it was so dry, so it made grain. Right. And it hits the heads, and it it blows them up, and the grain goes everywhere in the fields. And so this year now, every t- the grain just keeps growing out mm-hmm. of the ground. It's like when you see grass seed. Right. And it just keeps growing. So you you battle it constantly till you can get all that stuff um, killed. And, you know, so it, it causes a lot of problems. I know some people get up in the morning here in Billings after a hail and they, they cry uh, because their petunias got <laughs> messed up and they lost their tomatoes. And, oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to have to get another roof that I want to actually do myself. Yeah. <laughs> another check. Yeah. And then you won't. Did, have you seen? Folks, have you ever looked in Billings at the roofs of homes? I do. <laughs> of course you do. If if you're one of these people, please stand by. You're about to get roof <laughs> no, chained. <you're> not. <laughs> I'm thinking, my God, how many hailstorms have you had? Mm-hmm. And they just keep pocketing the check. Yep. It's crazy. Why I'm surprised they even hold water out at all. Some of them. If it weren't for the tar paper, they'd be underwater. Mm-hmm. Half these people. God, it drives me crazy. One of my Facebook friends, who I don't personally know, posted a video of what he calls bad hail northwest of Great Falls last night. Mm-hmm. That is nothing compared to what we've been getting around here. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get hail, there is no such thing as good hail. No. 
There just isn't. No. Uh, even small pea size hail. My stuff last that I got last year, it wasn't very big. Uh, probably nickel, nickel size, uh, a few quarter size, but there was lots of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, didn't wreck any machinery. Uh, well, that's what this storm the other night, uh, my buddy that grows barley out uh, out by Warden said it wasn't big hail, just a lot of it. And if he's a buddy of yours, he not only grows it, he drinks barley, too. <laughs> well, that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got something in common. You got a contract with Coors, so do I. <laughs> the difference is I'm paying them. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, there's no uh, no good hail. Hmm. Wonder if they lost power up at the transmitters. No local TV stations this morning. No newspaper this morning. Oh, so you'll get the same amount of news today as you got yesterday when they had power, which is nothing. Not a damn thing. Folks, news coverage in this town. And, you know, I mean, our business radio is the same way. Mm. They're trying to they're trying to live without every employee they can and just run the streamline things. And, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we give Johnny a hard time about not doing his air, air shift, but the, that's not his priority, according to the company. Mm-hmm. You know, digital stuff and content and reports and meetings and conference calls and then if you have time at the end of the day go be on the air well now knpr tv2 is all it is yeah uh feel good emotional type stuff everything is entertainment tonight it is there be a robbery a shooting a fire you won't get it you won't get it at all what you'll get is two girls from castle rock had a lemonade stand to build a fountain somewhere and they'll cover that uh it's stupid it's crazy it's crazy had a bomb threat at city college yesterday it's not on the q2 website Mm -hmm. well they probably their their staff probably looked at said well how big of a bomb was it (laughs) also quick question they said they traced the phone call to a number in kentucky Mm -hmm. you people that call in bomb threats what what exactly is the fun because I've never really understood the point to that. Yeah, if, if you're not here to see everybody scramble anyway. Right. And uh, most of the courses, anything going on is online right now anyway, because, you know, it's summer. Mm-hmm. So, there, you know, and they're probably kids. Sunset Bowl probably yesterday. Probably got a <laughs> call from the same person. Hey, do you have 16-pound balls? How in the hell do you walk? Click. Remember that one, Mark? It probably got the same probably call. Probably the same thing. You know, it's kids are out of school, nothing to do. Uh, they all got phones now, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff in the news today. All kinds of stuff that you would think a news station would be covering. I, I, have, I have all of these stories ready to eat. I'm going over them for first news. And you won't hear one of these stories on any of our TV news stations. Yeah. Not one of them. Not one. Former Japan Prime Minister Shinzo Abe assassinated. Somebody shot him, killed him. Tokyo. Longest serving Prime Minister. He was doing a campaign speech. He was only 67. He started speaking at the rally and uh, was shot and killed. He angered uh, people at home and World War II victims in Asia with his push to revamp the military and his revisionist view that Japan was given an unfair verdict by history for its brutal past. And uh, he was a good leader for Japan, though, 
and uh, somebody. And you know, uh, there's uh, you you don't you don't hear in Japan the cry about guns. No, in Japan, I looked up the stuff on uh, on Japan's <clears throat> Japan's gun stuff. Guns are legal in Japan. Shotguns, air rifles, stuff like that. Getting them is a long, complicated process, though. To qualify for a firearms license in Japan, buyers must attend all-day classes. You have to pass a written test, and you also have to pass a shooting range test with an accuracy rate of at least 95%. No kidding. Mm Mm-hmm. You also undergo a mental health evaluation and drug test as well as a background check, including a review of your criminal record, your personal debt, debt. Come, can you imagine what the Democrats would say in America? That, see, <laughs> they would support guns in America if you, if you looked at somebody's debt and based on their wealth determined whether or not you could own a gun, they would freaking go nuts. Why, everybody should have a gun. It doesn't matter if you're... Why can't poor... Can you imagine what Uh they would say? Yeah. Boy, that's that's a big one. They'd be on the opposite side of the gun battle now if we did that. Because people who are broke, what are they going to use them for? Mm -hmm. They also look at relationships with family and friends. You have to register your weapon with the police department. Provide details of where it is. That gun has to be inspected once a year by the police in Japan. Hmm. And gun owners must retake the class and sit an exam, take an exam every three years in order to renew their license to keep their gun. Boy, pretty strict. Uh huh. And guess what? He was still shot. Yeah. Still shot, wasn't he? It was estimated there's only about 400,000 guns in Japan. There's 400,000 guns on Mark Street. (laughs) Safest street in America. There's 125 million people in Japan. Here's the thing that's interesting to me. In 2018, Japan, with 125 million people, in 2018, there were only nine deaths in Japan from firearms. Nine. There's more than that in Chicago on a weekend. Yeah. Nine. Nine. That's it. Nine. And you know why, folks? It's not because of the gun laws or anything like that. It's because of the culture. It's because of the culture Mm -hmm. that they have in Japan. Respect for their elders. You know, Japan, go try to find a nursing home in Japan. Go over there and, and try to find as many senior citizens living centers as we have here in Billings mm-hmm. in Japan. Culture's different. Hey, those are your family members. Those are your elders. Those are your parents. Hello, you're supposed to take care of them. Mm-hmm. How many nursing homes, folks, and senior centers and stuff like that were there in, in the United States? And let's just pick a year, 1951. How many? Hardly any. Uh, for two reasons. In my opinion, number one, we still had that same culture. The parents, when they got older and retired and needed more care, they lived with the siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know my grandparents, uh, they, they lived with one of their kids. Or back then, you died. Mm-hmm. You died in the home. Um, 
because people that back then, they their health conditions, folks, back in 51, their health conditions didn't deteriorate like our health conditions as Americans do now. Mm-hmm. They they didn't weigh 400 pounds. They weren't diabetic. Uh, they they hadn't had massive heart problems and all that kind of stuff. They lived until they were 78, 79 years old. And then they that's that's when their body died or their organ quit, pretty much. Uh, sure, a lot of them died from succumb to smoking and stuff like that but um but up until that point they didn't have they didn't have they didn't have 10 to 15 years of really bad health at the end of their life no you're right now we have americans most of them 10 to 15 years of really bad health at the end of their life just long enough for a lot of these places to use the best drugs we have on you to keep you alive in order to drain your accounts. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people think this is nasty, cold, and God, you're just... But it's the truth. It really is. People back then died. Uh, <clears throat> head of research, Deanna, looked it up for us. Uh, there are now 17,000 full nursing homes, 28,000 assisted living facilities... In America. In America, and 900 continuing care communities in the U.S. By contrast, Japan has about its third as many as we do. Mm. Yeah. They, they just take care of their elders. Mm-hmm. Or 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 they they're like we were back in those days. The the people were so much healthier mm-hmm. that when they're 85, they're still walking When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, the Roadside Event Center can accommodate and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's R-H-O-A-D roadsideeventcenter.com you know eating whatever they eat fish all that kind of stuff and then the natural age process then they die that way we don't die that way in america anymore Mm -mm. we got people that are 60 in america who are who still have 23 years of life left and their health is so bad they'll battle it for the last 20 the last 23 years of their life or however many they got left, are crap. Mm-hmm. That's the way we die in America now. That's the way we die in America. I don't want to die like that. Um, oh, no, you're not going to. I know. Yours is going to be spectacular. I know, I know. <laughs> I hope You've it's a night so talked. we can all see it from town. Uh-huh, you'll see it. You'll see it. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Culture's different. We try to push everybody around the world to, to accept our culture. There's a difference between accepting our culture and accepting our freedoms and our uh, what we used to have as our republic and the freedoms that we have. That's 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 different from a culture. Our culture has been flushed down the toilet. You know what? And and this is funny. Well, not funny, but uh, Mark first song Mark played. This morning, <laughs> first song that he played after five o'clock, Merle Haggard and Working Working Man Blues, right? Right. right. And the opening line 
is something I never recognized in that song before, where he talks about nine kids. And I told Mark, and I, I, all of a sudden, my mind starts racing. Mm-hmm. I had four. And I'm thinking, can you imagine nine kids? And I think, I think large families, I think you're blessed. Oh, I do too. Uh, I mean, I really do. I think you are so blessed. I had... I had four kids. My wife and I had four kids. And, I mean, some people would look at us sometimes like, God, don't you guys know where the rubbers are at? Buy some firewood. Yeah. uh, Yeah. With four. I wish I I could have had eight, really. Um, But, you know, you have to look at it as, can you do a good job with the ones you have. I always looked at it that way. You know, provide them everything they need with four. Uh, and if if you couldn't do it with seven, you don't want seven. But people don't look at it like that. But I, I was thinking, I told Mark, I said, my God, I had eight pickups. If I would have had nine kids, the baby song, I would I would have had to have a dozen pickups. Oh, I, I can't imagine. Can you imagine nine kids, folks? Can you imagine the size of the hot water heater? <laughs> you would need two washing machines. Yeah, probably. With nine kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a lot of people wouldn't, but if you didn't, you'd be going through them like crazy and they'd be running constantly. Mm-hmm. A dishwasher, one meal, the dishwasher have to be run after every meal. Nine kids. Uh... The laundry, mm-hmm. the the grocery bill. Folks, you think it's expensive? You know, I had four kids. Mm-hmm. We had our own beef. Uh, we went through a lot of groceries. Yeah. Uh, gallon of milk a day, easy. Um, I told, we, we had four kids. Mark, we had a kid in diapers every day for 10 years. One kid. Can you imagine nine kids? In fact, I might blog about that today. Large well, families. You know, I'm I'm complaining because my daughter was 14 and she played school volleyball and travel volleyball. So I was in gyms, mm. oh, probably 20 or so times. And I'm talking to parents there. Well, yeah, I got two other kids. So when I'm done with this first match, we're driving to Glasgow for softball. Yep. You know. Yeah. It's the way we were. Yeah. Put on the miles and go through the gas and... Uh, fortunately, the Must Havens don't mind driving for like 36 hours in a row, so the hotel bill wasn't bad. That's right. <laughs> Four. Softball, basketball, baseball, football. Uh, can you imagine nine kids? Mm-mm. And once again, it's the culture. See, if you can't, if you, if you have a child and you can't raise them properly and provide them what they need in this world... It's not fair to the child at all. Uh, it's not fair to the child. You have a responsibility as a parent to mm-hmm. your kids. They come first. And that's the culture in Japan. Their kids come first. Their family comes first. Their parents still come first. Uh, and they take care of them. We don't have that culture here anymore. None. We don't have it. 
It's escaped us now. Nine kids. You imagine Christmas for nine kids, what it would take? Um, you know, the kids would get maybe two presents. I mean, you can only do so much as parents. And you know, it's funny, but I'll bet, I'll bet you, you can see the difference from families and the children from the, from the kids who came from a nine kid family to the kids who were the only child. Mm. Oh yeah. The ones with the nine kids in the family were probably so appreciative for perks, presents, a new set of shoes, Mm -hmm. where the one who had one child probably didn't have, well, I don't want to say what I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. but they they probably didn't have as much appreciation for what they had. No, because generally speaking, uh, a lot of times, and it's just, it's a stereotype, but uh, solo children are so spoiled. Yeah. It's spread thinner with larger families. But then look what they have down the road. Look what happens when those kids down the road get older and then they have all of those siblings in their life. Mm-hmm. Look what it does for their lives, how it enriches them to have uh, family and brothers and sisters and get-togethers and everything uh, down the road. The stories, the memories. Uh, down the road then they might also then have more appreciation for their parents knowing that they had nine kids and they just got married and they got two and they can't even handle it and then they make and then they think god i wonder how my parents did it with nine Mm -hmm. nine i can't imagine a lot of families out there have have a lot of kids but you you just it's just not common anymore no, uh, it's just it's just well, it's, it's expensive, and and people don't want to have too many kids because it's selfish. Look, exactly. I don't want to be driving to basketball for the next fifteen years. I want to go do. I want to think. I want to do things, which is you know what. And I appreciate that if you recognize that because it's it's not right to bring the child into the world just to have a trophy, and then deny them the care and the attention. And the things that they need to develop them into a good human being, a decent person, hardworking, productive in society. That's your responsibility. But nine kids, having nine or ten, can't imagine the woman, poor woman, mm-hmm. you know, um, Yeah, how many years of your life total have you been pregnant? <laughs> Man, and the toll it must have on her physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the one show that was on television, the woman that had nineteen kids. Nineteen. I mean, that's when you got to start going. Okay, uh, you know, I I get the first, I get the first nine or ten, uh, but nineteen. Holy cow. I mean, that poor woman. But the culture is just different now. That's where half of our problems in this country come from is our culture. Mm -hmm. It has changed so much. So much. God, the amount of shoes. You know what families with nine kids did also, folks? (laughs) Families with nine kids? Hand-me-downs. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, hand-me-downs. Can you imagine the hand-me-downs in a family of nine? You would have to. Yeah. With the cost today of clothing and shoes and hand-me-downs. Uh, five, what if you had six girls and three boys or whatever number you had? You'd have to have hand-me-downs. You would save. Uh, and once again, the kids in the family would be glad to have them mm-hmm. because they were raised in that culture. Could you imagine today with a family of five having the second from the youngest having to wear the basketball shoes that his brother wore? Mm-hmm. Well, here's one for you, okay? Uh, that's just the way it was. But back years ago, when the culture was different, it wasn't it wasn't a sign of, of poverty or anything. It's just... It was a sign of being a conservative, smart person. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. A freshly hand-cut steak and made-from-scratch pizza is what you'll find at the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. They've got the best roasted chicken, amazing burgers, and the best prime rib deal in the county. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they have the freshest, best meal deal going. You've got to try their loaded Bloody Mary, made with your choice of vodka, bacon, cheese, olives, pepperoncinis, a pickle spear, and topped off with a beef stick and shrimp. For great service, generous portions, and a full-service bar and casino, head to the Blue Cat Bar and Grill in Huntley. Make sure to like them on Facebook. Those people always had money for a refrigerator too, folks. In those days, when the refrigerator broke and they needed a refrigerator, somehow, someway, they were able to buy a refrigerator. And they didn't have to go and finance it for 72 months. They bought the refrigerator. That's right. Culture's different now. It's changed. And some of those refrigerators purchased in the 70s are still working in people's garages. They are. They really are. They really are. Oh, God, I can't. It escapes me now. I can't remember the brand of... The, uh, it was the uh, TI-30, Texas Instruments. That's it, Texas Instruments. TI-30, I had yeah, one. Yep, yeah, they, they they were the ones. Yep. Uh, that was the big one. Boy, I got one for Christmas in high school and was thrilled. Yeah. 35 functions. Just think, that's only 50 years ago. Look, look at the advancement in 50 years with that. And look at the difference in the culture now. From 1972 to now, with the with the uh, the domination of technology and electronics in our life, that has all moved ahead of values, morals, uh, family dedication, all of that. Electronics and technology has now far exceeded and passed all of that up as to what is the most important thing now it's that it's that culture um it's culture the breakdown of the american family um 40% of all the births in america now 40% of all the births since we're talking about large family uh are not from uh a married couple. Right. 40%. Far more accepted today. 40%? Yeah, 40%. Out of wedlock births. 40%. 1972, it wasn't that. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes. That's the way we do it now. Um, culture's different. Culture's different. Look at, look at the drug culture. 
I remember 1972, I remember going to classrooms in health class at a very, very young age and going in there and having them show us pictures of people who used LSD and the deformities that could happen in their children and things. Remember those kind of weird things? And now, now what do we do culturally in America? We encourage it. We promote it. We celebrate it. We are joyous from tax revenue. Uh, We've got people in Oregon that are legalizing heroin, cocaine. Look at what it's done to our workforce, our productivity. Look what it's done to our test scores in America, our health. Look what it's done. Culture. It's changed. It's changed. Work ethics. Let's look at work ethics from just 50 years ago. Uh, People valued their jobs. People showed up before the work started because of fear for losing their job. 1972. Folks, that's 50 years. I wasn't even in the workforce in 72. But uh, I was working, but I wasn't in the workforce. But the thing about it is, you showed up late 1972. If you showed up late at work in 1972, four times in a month, (laughs) I love it. Mark knows exactly what I'm talking about. You were done. Mm-hmm. They fired you. You have to be responsible. You, you, We are providing you a way to make a living. We are paying you. And you're late. You're done. You were fired. Look at the culture now. You start work whenever in the hell you get there. Mm-hmm. And America views a job as just something that feels like you have to do. And screw you. I, if you don't like it, I'll go work somewhere else. Yeah. Culture. And now what are we doing? We talked about it yesterday. Four-day weeks. Um, we're just working too hard. We're just working too long, folks. Working too damn hard. There, folks, there's 168 hours in a week. Now they want to get it down to where you work. Like 36 hours of that. Because we just... 30 and still make the same money and have everything you want in life. Right. 36 hours. 36 hours, a 168 hours in a week, and they think they should only have to get off their ass for 36 of them? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with the 132 hours that you have left in the week? Eat? That's the culture now. Mm-hmm. That's the culture. Yeah, because most of those people aren't going to take that extra day and go find another job to no, fill it. No. That's the culture now. Our culture that has changed in America, I really do believe, is the root of so many of our problems and the way it has changed. And so when I heard that song this morning with nine kids, what year did that song come out, Mark? Was that like 72 or something working? I would say 71, 72 right in there. There you go. 50 years ago. 50 years ago. 69. 69. All-time favorite speech from a Hall of Fame induction when Merle Haggard was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. He said, I I have to thank all four of my (laughs) (laughs) ex-wives. That's another another part of culture that's changed now. Yeah. That's changed. Um, Wedding vows, you know, do they they even mean anything anymore? Mm -hmm. Um, Well... 
I, I love I love my son's wedding. Uh, well, I love Maddie's too. But uh, Jake and Jenna's wedding, they wrote their own vows. And they were really good. I don't doubt that. They were really, really good. Besides the legal schmeagle stuff that they give you at the end, you know, in order to be licensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, at, at the wedding, did they talk it, real fast it, with the stuff the lawyer had and written? This should be in the wedding vows at the end. Uh, because, you know, it's it's the legal thing. Do you, Jake, promise to bend over and take it in the ass and give the government <laughs> give the government all the extra money that you ever make for the rest of your life to provide Social Security and Medicare for all of the losers out there that don't do anything? Constantly, constantly work. Take care of all the schmucks first. Do you, Jake? That should be in the wedding vows because that's what it's like now. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Sorry, it's after six. I shouldn't have used that terminology. Okay. But, but um but they they wrote their winning vows. Uh, a lot of them. And I loved them. Made me cry. Um and 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 why did they do that? Why why did those two kids do that? And folks, I'm I pray and I hope that a lot of your kids are like that. But why did they do that? Why did those two kids and how could they how could they come up with something like that? Well, I can tell you why. It was the culture that they were raised in. Mm-hmm. Both her and her parents, she's got great parents, and Jake. And they observe. Children observe and absorb everything because everything that you show them in life, they are going to repeat it. They are going to observe it. And they're going to take it with them down the road. The bad and the good. And with the culture that they had and the environment that they were raised in, both of them, her family and Jake, it was evident during their vows. That's the problem. The culture of America has changed so much that we're ruining folks. And it's our fault. We have ruined we have ruined this next generation. We ruined them. We ruined them. We ruined them. And that's why we have so many problems. It's not because we don't have the laws. We got more laws than any nation in the world. Rules, regulation, laws. It's not because of that. Those are guidelines. It's because of our culture and how we have changed it. Yeah, I agree. So... One more thing I want to talk to before we get to first news, because I know I know you're going to find this. You you won't believe. Well, you'll believe it because you know me. Right. But, you know, James Kahn died yesterday. Yeah. And um, he was 82. And uh, he was uh, he was one of the old school guys in Hollywood. You know, he was I think he was a cattle buyer at one time, too. Uh, he was a team roper. Or that's what it was. Yeah. Team roper. Yeah. Something like that. He said he was more proud of the. Two thousand and some dollars he won team rope, and then he was getting his Academy Award nomination for The Godfather. And you know what? This is the part that's going to kill you. But I am probably one of the only people out there right now listening. I have not seen The Godfather. Hmm. I have not seen it. I watched part of it. It's a pretty long movie, right? Isn't it like a three-hour movie? It, it, it's it's long and it's slow moving. Yeah, I I never. And what year did that come out? Do you remember? That was seventy two, seventy three. I want to yeah, say because uh, didn't that have Marlon Brando in it? And Marlon Brando was the Godfather. Yeah, let me ask. 
Hey, Siri, what year did The Godfather come out? The Godfather was released on March 15th. 1972. 72. Another 50 years ago. Well, I'll tell you. I never, I, and and I wouldn't have been allowed to watch The Godfather in 1972. No, me neither. Yeah, see. Uh, I've never seen that. I want to watch it. Someday I'm going to watch it. Because everybody talks about it's phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal, but the uh, the sequel is even better. And even people in Hollywood, generally, when a sequel comes out, because mm. it did so well, there's demand, and they quick, and they throw it together. And it was it was pretty good, but not nearly as good. The sequel is even better than the first one. So there's a Godfather 2? And a 3. And I like Godfather's pizza. <laughs> so that's what I'll do some night. Uh-huh. I'll get a go- I'll have a Godfather's night. Mm-hmm. I'll have I'll have uh, I'll have Godfather's pizza. I'll watch Godfather, and I'll have my niece Katie come to the house because I'm her godfather. Perfect. I'll just have a godfather night. Yeah. No. Some some winter night when you got you know you can't get out and work. Yeah. It, it's, hard for you to sit still for three hours see folks he knows me that's what i said going in he that's why mark understands that he knows me oh so anyway he he uh in the words of joe biden in the words of joe biden when he was doing a speech he dropped dead (laughs) he said that to that family the other day because he couldn't come up with the words about passed away and he said it's uh, it's it's sorry that you're you're, really yes i'm sorry that you're uh you're uh he uh uh, yeah did he he dropped dead yesterday oh my god yeah he said that last week that guy mark So anyway, we better get to some first news before oh, we I both. Know. I think we're doing pretty good. Before we, before we both drop dead. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Events Center in Huntley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at.